With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Joe Pag Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you along for the ride. Thanks. The Joe Pag Show on your radio. Great radio stations across the land, including the American Now stations on a Monday. That is a Motown Monday. That's how we do. one 800 1-800-383-9624. Glad to have you along for the ride. It ought to be a great show today. Carries off. So, it ought, you know what I mean? I, I think it should be a pretty good show. Busy, 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 busy weekend. Awfully busy weekend. we got a ton of news stories to get to. A ton of issues to cover. A ton of, th- a ton of things to talk about. I told you last week I would tell you why I was traveling over the weekend. We'll get into that. I want to start things, though. I want to start things uh, by talking about cheerleading. Paula, you know what a great cheerleader I am. Yes. I am unbelievable. I've I've seen your back handstand. (laughs) Is that what it's called? I think it's called a back handstand, no. Uh, Gabby, of course, my daughter, um, is the cheerleader in the house, and she's been doing it for years, and she's had some of the greatest coaches. Well, she and her team, and again, I know that we're on 135 stations. Just let me be a proud papa for a second. Oh, what's he talking about? His daughter? Well, I'm cheerleading. Um, I'm a proud daddy. Gabby and her cheer team, the uh, the varsity competition team from from Smithson Valley High School, um, went to Dallas this past weekend. The NCAA High School Nationals. That's what was going on. And uh, 12 teams from all over the place. And and you know you go there and get fourth or fifth place. You're feeling like you did something good. But this team absolutely kicked total ass. And uh, got first place. First place in the NCAA High School Nationals. Again, the the varsity competition squad from Smithson Valley High School. Congratulations. I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of the coaches. I'm proud of that school. And I'm proud of my daughter and certainly all of her her, uh, her cheerleader friends. You guys rock. Absolutely rocked. And I just want a little round of applause. Proud Papa. And by the way, if they'd have gotten 12th place, I'd have been proud too. But first place, you go there and you dominate like that. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I want to thank everybody involved. My wife went up there. My daughter, CJ, went up there. The, 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 the grandbaby went there. The, uh, Gia went. And, and they all had a weekend out of it. And I was not able to go. But I'll tell you why I couldn't go in a second. But I'm really, really proud of them. Uh, and Napolo, you, you have actually DJed Gabby's birthdays. And um, like a lot of those kids that you saw dance around like a bunch of dorks, they were they're like on the cheer squad, right? And, and, and I totally kicked some rear end. I kind of figured that because when I would see them out there and they'd be by your pool, they'd be jumping and flipping and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Isn't so. it like you get there and you set up, 
and and you're thinking, oh, this would be like a pool party. And then they start doing like double axles and uh, double back handsprings and everything else into the pool. You're like, okay, there's something different here about yeah. these kids. Yeah, it's definitely. And, and, and they're all like six pack abs, all of them. Yeah, they're, they're all like, hey, and not even trying. So yeah, yeah. and I'm very very proud of them. And, and uh, man, it kicks some ass. Very very proud. And uh, way to go, SVHS. The, the coaches must be superlative to see something like this going. I know the parents are. The parents are all great and they're all very very proud as they should be. All right. I didn't go to Dallas. Well, actually, I did. Here's the weird thing. Uh, on my flight back, there was a layover in Dallas. So I was there, but I couldn't be there for the competition. Um, this weekend, as I told you last week, um, I had something going on. Something about a movie or something. I don't know. Um, it, it, I can talk about it now, and I'm proud to talk about it now. Um, went to Charlotte, North Carolina, to a sound stage there and a video stage there. And um, actually played a role in a movie the movie is um i hope that everybody will, will make plans to go and see it it's called four blood moons and um it, the 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 Hagies suggested me for this and i want to thank pastor Hagee and his entire family they were wonderful to suggest me for this and uh it was like last minute and i was like get on a plane and get here so i did my weekend show which is called the weekend oddly because it's on the weekend and got off of that Hauled ass to the to the airport, jumped on a plane, went to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, got up yesterday morning, went to the soundstage, did I don't know seven, eight, nine hours of, of, whatever, of what we do, and got in a plane and came home. And on the on coming home, the layover was in Dallas, and I think that I landed probably not that long after the girls found out that they got first place. So I mean, it all sort of came together. It was some sort of a a, a symmetry that is unexplainable. But it, it was uh, it was an exciting weekend for sure. I had a great time doing it. The movie is is really, if I want to just be very basic about it, is a history of Israel, the promised land, when it was promised, where we are today, and what these blood moons indicated throughout history. It could either be a coincidence or it could be something more divine. And uh, the trailer, I posted the trailer, and I'm not in the trailer. This is the, the cinematic trailer where you see some of the acting and some of the, the scenes that will be in the movie. But it's over on my Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com slash Joe Talk Show. Facebook.com slash Joe Talk Show. Um, I am the narrator, and, and I believe I come out and, and what you'll see me do. And, again, I'm standing. I posted a few pictures from, from the shoot yesterday. I'm standing just in a big, gigantic green room. And Polo, for a second, I was gonna, I was gonna uh, say, you know, maybe I should wear a green. That'd be kind of funny, just my head bobbing around the room. That would have been perfect. If, if people don't understand the green screen technology, when you watch your your favorite weathercaster, that person is in front of a green screen. Normally green, sometimes it's blue, but generally it's green. And then there's technology where the camera, through processing, can take out everything that's green and replace it with something else. So every once in a while, you'll see a newscaster or a weathercaster standing by the green wall, and they're wearing a green something, and it'll be see-through. Sometimes they'll put, like, a green cape on uh, or something to cover them on, like Halloween. Look, my head's bobbing around. Either way. Um, that's what you do. So I'm standing there, and I really can't see anything other than this green wall. you got a sound guy. you got the key grip. you got the, the other person, uh, the best boy. You've got the caterer. you got the, the wardrobe lady. you got the makeup. Um, you got the director. You've got the producer. you got the writer. Everybody's right, like right there. And I can't really see what I'm doing. So I'm referencing things that I can't see that they're going to put in in post-production. But it was really, really cool. Um, I basically am just me wearing a suit. Uh, I get to play. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm Joe Pags, but you'll see it in the credits. Uh, but I walk out and sort of set up what the movie's about. 
And then we go to these scenes in history. Then we go to interviews, and then I'll come back, and I'm sort of the cog in between the interviews and the scenes that we see. And, man, it was exciting. And, and now, it was in Charlotte, and, and a lot of people, when I went there, I was surprised because a lot of people listen to us on WBT every night in Charlotte. So we're on at 10 or 11 o'clock at night um, there, which is great. I love being on in the market. So people already sort of knew um, who I was, which I thought was kind of cool. So um, I just want to thank everybody who was involved in that, the Hagee family, uh, Rick Eldridge, everybody right, right on down the line, and I loved doing it. The movie is going to come out in 800 theaters. Paula, my big fat head's going to be on in 800 theaters. That's ridiculous. No, it is because people are going to go, oh, people aren't going to want to see that. Um, but, but again, I've been working out, so I, and I think they, they took a really wide shot, so I, I won't look as... As rough as we would assume. Well, at least you're not going to be on IMAX, so that would be really weak. Well, really they shot something. it in 4K, dude. Wow. It might be IMAX. I mean, this is like better than HD. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like every pore is going to be on the screen. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I had a zit that was just dying to pop. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean that these Disgusting. amazing movie makeup teams couldn't help? Oh, no. Help it, it, it took a whole team. No, okay. Renee was the makeup lady, and, and she's like uh, somebody who's been doing this forever. And like stuff that you see every day, she's doing the makeup for it. So, I mean, she's a real pro. I think she made me look acceptable. We'll see. But, but I'm pretty sure she made me look uh, acceptable. And again, those who go and see it. March 23rd is the premiere. It's going to be in 800 theaters. And I think it's one of those one-night um, launches. And I guess if there is a, a desire for people to go see it more, then they'll add theaters as they go. But that one day, it's going to be 800 theaters. I don't know which theaters yet. And as soon as or if I get a list, I'll post it on my Facebook page and on Twitter. Uh, but again, you can just see a little behind the scenes. It's like four or five pictures on there about what I did yesterday. But it was really, it was really crazy cool because uh, again, the family's up in Dallas and they're doing the NCA and they're kicking ass. They're taking first place. They're getting a, a first place jacket. They're getting a big giant trophy. And then I'm in Charlotte. I flew in um, Saturday night, and then we got up early Sunday morning. Went and shot for seven or eight hours. I'm like, this is this is interesting. And not that anybody asked, but when I went to China to adopt our daughter Gia. When I got back from China, my toes, the, the little toe and the little toe next to it, on both feet were numb. And I've little by little gotten that feeling back. After standing up for seven or eight hours yesterday, I, I sort of feel that numbness again. I, you know what I think it is, Polo, to be honest with you? This is going to sound age? so stupid, but this is what, what old age. Oh. Really? Sorry. No, I think that my socks are too tight. Okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. It's like the circulation was cut off by the, by the stupid socks. I could see that. I mean, I don't want to see that, I, I, but... I wouldn't... Well, I'll yeah. show you if you want to see No, thanks. That's okay. Uh, but no, I, I did not expect that. So, um, it took those socks off and burned them when I got home. But yeah, flew back home last night. It's funny. I posted a picture outside of my airplane window last night as I'm flying back on Instagram and, and, and Facebook. And again, everything is Joe Talk Show. Facebook.com slash Joe Talk Show, at Joe Talk Show, Instagram slash Joe Talk Show. It's all Joe Talk Show. It's a really cool picture. There's a really nice glow as the sun's setting. We're above the clouds. I had a message. I promise you this happened today. I got a message from a guy who's on my Facebook page requesting that I take the picture down because it's his intellectual property. Now, maybe I'm the ass wagon, but I took the picture. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how he owns it. But um, I just wrote him back and said, yeah, that's impossible. But have a nice day. So there you go. Um, I hope that you'll check out the movie. I hope that you'll go to um, fourbloodmoonsmovie.com. You can go there and see the trailer. 
If you don't want to remember what I just said, no problem. Just stop by my Facebook page, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see the trailer. I want you to go check it out. See if it's something that, that'll interest you. I, I hope that it will. And I really, really, again, am very, very privileged and very, very lucky that I got a chance to go and do this this weekend. It's been a busy, busy weekend, but uh, all for good. Seriously. All right. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Joe Pag Show, back after this. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you along for the ride. Uh, so, is it Snowmageddon? What, what are they calling what, what, what might happen or what they think is going to happen in the Northeast? They call, they're calling it something already, aren't they? The snow, the snow, crazy, hey, hey, there's snow business like show business. They're calling it something. Not a snowpocalypse, right? I, I don't think it is. It snowpocalypse? I don't know. Who knows? No, they really, they've come up with some stupid name for it already. Um, 28 billion in blizzard zone, 28 billion people in blizzard zone. Okay. Um, there you go. So here's what I'm saying. When something happens in New York or LA or Chicago, these really, really, really heavily populated areas of our country, it's the end of the world every time. Again, by the way. It um, it hasn't happened yet. I guess they're going to get snow. How much really? Who knows? But here's a news flash: something that maybe you didn't know. If you live in northern cities in this country or anywhere, if you live farther away from the equinox or the equator, I should say the equinox, the equator, the farther away you are from it, either north or south, the better the chances are you're going to get snow. If you don't want a blizzard, go to where it doesn't snow much. I don't know, Florida, South Texas, Southern California. You don't want snow, go to where to go to Arizona in the lower elevations. If you don't want snow, go to these places. But the idea that they're canceling planes, they're canceling basketball games, they're canceling. I mean, Polo's having a fit. What is it? Uh, Monday Night Raw. They're canceling that. Yeah, they moved it to Thursday. There you go. Well, how's it going to be Monday Night Raw then? It's it's. You know what I'm saying it's going to be well done by then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. It will no longer be Raw. Uh- hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, we, we have this great freak out every time there's a snowstorm. Then, by the way, it's going to be the worst that we've ever seen in history. Now we're hearing, well, it'll be the worst that we've seen since 1978. 
Okay. Where are my, my global warming peeps when all this is going on, by the way? When I moved to upstate New York, when I moved to um, the Albany, Schenectady, Troy area, I actually lived in the Schenectady area, and I was doing television on WRGB Channel 6, one of the first assignments I had, and I was the 6 11 o'clock news anchor, but we'd also go out and do reporting. Um, one of the first stories I had to do was, it was like a three-foot snowstorm. And nobody was screaming and crying. This is like 2002. Nobody was screaming and crying about how it was the end of the world. We were like, oh, yeah, yeah, upstate New York, it snows a lot. But now it seems as though we have to add an unreasonable amount of hype. Because even if it does turn out to be a three-foot snowfall, it happens. That's the way it happens. And if the, if, the, if the city has to slow it down for a couple of days, that's okay. But I think that New York especially, and this happens with Los Angeles too, but New York especially, when there's something that affects New York directly, they think that's the biggest story in the country. And it's not. But maybe we, like the, the drones that we are, just follow along as if, as if um, it, it really is the biggest story in the country. And the hype is getting through. I've got a lot of relatives on Long Island. And I see them posting on Facebook all day, what am I going to do? We're going to be snowed in. Everybody is completely expecting to not be able to live their lives for the next, you know, so many days because of a snowstorm. It snows where you live. If it never snowed there, then maybe you've got a story. But the fact that it does, I don't know, man. I'm just here to tell you it's not that big a deal. Now, look, I'm looking at at just the headlines over in the Drudge Report on this. Cuomo backtracks, subways to shut down at 11. I don't know what Cuomo said first. Travel ban on local state roads. De Blasio orders indefinite street closure. 4,000-plus flights canceled. A tidal wave of snow is expected. They're going to call it climate change. Watch. Connecticut governor orders all cars off the road by 9 p.m. Grocery stores cleaned out because people are freaking out. We're not going to have any food to eat. We're not going to have any food. Let's get to the grocery store. Radar, satellite, winter storm statements, crisis map. I mean, really? That's crazy. Crazy. So, I mean, I'm just saying, take a breath. If you live where it snows, be smart. Be smart. Don't head out if you don't have to. All the typical crap. Wear layers. Oh, by the way, just about a year ago, there was a story in the New York Times, you know, where they, at least for a while, were making up stories. There's a story in the New York Times by Porter Fox. The headline was a question. The end of snow? Question mark? It was end of snow? Over the next two weeks, hundreds of millions of people, this is from one year ago, will watch Americans like Ted Ligety and Michaela Schifrin ski for gold on the downhill alpine course. Television crews will pan across epic vistas of the rugged um, Caucasus Mountains draped with brilliant white ski slopes. What viewers might not see is the 16 million cubic feet of snow that was stored under insulated blankets last year to make sure those slopes remained white, or the hundreds of snow-making guns that have been running around the clock to keep them that way. Officials canceled two Olympic test events last February, in Sochi, after several days of temperatures above 60 degrees Fahrenheit and a lack of snowfall had left ski trails bare and brown in spots. That situation led the climatologist Daniel Scott, a professor of global change 
and Tourism at the University of Waterloo in Ontario to analyze potential venues for future winter games. His thought was that the rise in the average global temperature of more than 7 degrees Fahrenheit, possible by 2100, they're predicting 2100 because none of us are going to be around to say, see, you are wrong. There might not be that many snowy regions left in which to hold the games. He concluded that of the 19 cities that have hosted the Winter Games, as few as 10 might be cold enough by mid-century to host them again. By 2100, that number shrinks to six. Oh, yeah. One year ago was the end of snow as, as we know it. Today, everybody's going to die. You can't go on the roads. Snow is upon us. We're all screwed. You know what I'm saying? That's nuts to me. But nobody will re-reference that, except somebody like me. Nobody will re-reference that. And talk about the fact that um, that they were just absolutely just filling, filling the newspaper with something to write. Snowfall's going to end. That's it. It's all over. But we're all going to we're all going to die soon because of all the snow. More snow than we've ever seen ever. One 9624 If you're bracing in that area, I want to hear from you. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you here. Great radio stations across the land, including in the blizzard zone. I'm sorry, hold on. The blizzard zone. Oh, yeah, the blizzard of 2015 on the way. And the major freakout is is happening. It's underway. A major freakout because it's in uh, the major media markets in the Northeast. That's why there is a major freakout. Um, No more, no less. That's what's going on. Uh, and again, they've got a, they've got a name for it, and I now know the name for it. But there are people holding, so I'll let you tell me what the name is of it. Uh, I don't know why we have to name a storm that hasn't happened yet. I'm not really sure we have to you know, we have to freak out and cancel everything. Why don't you cancel it once it starts? Why would you cancel four thousand flights before anything even happened? Doesn't make any sense to me. Unless, of course, you want to have a media freakout, which is exactly what's going on. And people are eating this up. They really are. Let me go to Shane in Alabama. Hi, Shane. What's going on? Hello, Shane. How are you? Uh, yeah, they Living have, a dream, man. What's the happening? Powers, the powers that be have, have named this storm Juno. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> have no it's idea. Name, it's yeah, named Juno, but they didn't explain why? Uh, th- thunderstorms and, um, you know, tornadoes and everything else. How about you, Jay? Oh, it, it rained a couple of times last week in South Texas. Thanks, Shane. And um, I, I called it Rain Mageddon at the house. Why not? I think we should name everything. But Juno? Does anybody know why they named it Juno? Because it's, I mean, is it like Juno, Alaska? Or is it just J-U-N-O? I mean, I don't know. Bill, San Antonio. What's up, Bill? Hiya, Joe. Hey. Hey, uh, I was just commenting on your uh, global warming comment. Okay. Um, I'm not going to play the Greenpeace card here, but the, the logic behind the snow, there being still snow, is because the global warming effect supposedly keeps more water vapor in the air, and therefore weather effects have a lot more to play with to make large storms like this. Yeah, uh, global warming is an absolute hoax. If you bought into it, Bill, I'm sorry, but it's fake. Well, you know what? That's fine. Your opinion, you're entitled to it. But um, going to the super overhypedness, yeah, there's going to be the media latches onto a lot of things just to get them what sells the most copies of the newspaper. 
Well, I, I believe, I know you're right. In the major media markets, they want people to stare at their TVs, listen to their radios. I mean, I want people to listen to my station, too, but I'm not going to lie or freak out before something happens to make it happen. Right, but you have more integrity than these people do. I try to, uh, and that and that's the thing. I mean, as as a former news guy, it always killed me when we overhyped something, and I fought against it as hard as I could. Now, when I'm standing in the middle of the snowstorm, and when I can measure there are three feet on the ground, now, now that's a news story. But this whole thing, let's cancel every flight going into New York? Come on. Well, I the way I think of that is, is if they had a, another Hurricane Sandy, I think they could have been better prepared for that, and they don't want to, you know, trip up again and do something stupid like, hey, don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. And but, 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 out- but, even if they, but even if they were better prepared, Bill, be honest with you, there's nothing they could have done. That turned into um, an incredible, destructive storm, and that was going to take things out whether they liked it or not. Maybe people could have gone away. Maybe people could have uh, made better plans on, on evacuating themselves. But as far as the buildings and the damage that happened, that was going to happen. When you've got a, an area of our country that is so 14 million people in one small little area, there's going to be a lot of damage. There's going to be some injuries. might even be some deaths. That's something right. we have to expect. But the, the northeast of the, of the United States is a very highly populated state. And so, you know, you want to get as many people out of the crowds in the large areas like highways and the airports and stuff because there's a lot of stuff that there's going to be a lot of snow and there's going to be a lot of stuff in the way and it's going to be reduced visibility and just all these different factors more ice on the roads more snow on the side like blocking view and i mean well i I don't know i to me that sounds it sounds like we think everybody's a bunch of idiots i mean honestly if i see a big snowstorm coming i'm going to make plans for it i don't need them to cancel everything you know a day and a half or two days before honestly at some point people have to start taking uh, responsibility for their own safety and you you get a warning that's fine hey the big storm's on the way but to do wall-to-wall coverage like they're doing and cancel they canceled basketball games they they canceled wrestling i mean it's just stupid it doesn't make sense because nothing has happened yet Right, and that's fine. But you can say the same argument about seatbelt laws because seatbelt laws are not in place. Right, I'm against uh, I'm against the seatbelt laws. That's not you're I not, not going to help your argument. That, that's, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. What I'm yeah. saying is the reason that there's seatbelt laws is because the insurance companies wanted some something to point to when someone gets hurt in a car wreck, and they say, "Oh, you weren't wearing your seatbelt. Well, that sucks for you. We're not going to pay for it." Now, I, no, I think the reason why they did the seatbelt laws is so that these local municipalities can make more money when they pull people over. Either way, it's basically a, a cash grab by someone else or to uh, cash protection so someone else is going to have to pay for something. I, I hear you. Bill, I, I hear you. I don't see the correlation, to be honest with you. I don't see the comparison. Well, if I were Delta and I was if and I knew there was going to be a big, a, a possible big tampering on a runway, I wouldn't fly there. That just It just seems to me like, hey, you know what? It's not going to kill us to say we're not going to go there for a couple of days until bill i appreciate the call nothing's happened yet that's my problem once something happens then cancel the flight i appreciate you thank you and again we're talking about canceling flights going into and leaving the region so if you've got to cancel a flight and i'm waiting to to jump on a plane in alabama or arkansas or, or california tell me that you cancel the flight it'll suck for me but okay then i get it there's actual snow happening there's actual weather to the point to where you think it'll be a problem to fly there but to cancel it way beforehand because you think you know what's going to happen, I think that's a little bit silly. But that's just me. Back to the phone lines, 1-800-383-9624. And again, um, the, the global warming question is, is a silly one. Because, again, you've got this doofus from the New York Times just one year ago, not even a year ago yet, who's talking about how we're not going to have any snow soon. 
Just snow is just going to stop happening. And now we're all freaking out, waiting for the snow. To me, it's just, it's irony after irony after irony after Mother Nature calling BS on these global warming dorks to the point to where we have to stop believing and stop listening to them. 1-800-383-9624. Let's go to uh, line one on a Motown Monday. AJ! I don't know about all that. I don't know. (laughs) Tell my girl Gabby, congratulations on big time, AJ. You know it, man. Absolutely. Her and the team, baby. You betcha. But I call it the bamboozling of the global warming idiots. There you go. There you go. Is that what we're calling this storm, the bamboozling of the global warming idiots? You got it, big daddy. Come on, big time Joe. Michigan when it snows. Come on now. AJ, I would wake up in Kalamazoo at oh, five o'clock and four o'clock in the morning because I'd be on at five. And, and I, I would I would scrape two eye holes in my in my uh um my windshield so I could see where the hell I was driving and, and I would shovel the snow in eleven below actual temperature. And, and and you know what? When you live on Lake Michigan like Kalamazoo is, you expect two or three feet of snow and nobody freaks out. It just happens. Exactly. Hey, I went and seen the movie, Big Timer. Big Time, I'm telling you. I haven't seen it yet. Is it? It's it's, it's that good, is it? Uh, uh, big Time. I, I'm just. I ain't gonna tell you nothing about it, Dan. But Big Time, only thing I'm gonna tell you. After you see it, if anybody come up on you and tell you about our troops and anybody that's saying that our troops shouldn't be where they at and doing what they're doing. Uh, like you said before, slap them and see if they can make that thing going to turn around. Because big time, Clint Eastwood did one heck of a job. And I'm going to tell you, right quick, you're going to have a lump in your throat. You're going to be on the edge of your seat. It's just that good. Trust me, big time, Joe. And they was on point. And I'm looking at Yahoo, and they got these idiots on there talking about the movie. You know why they mad? They mad because the movie making so much money, and these other idiots like that big, fat, green, collie green, eating, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> he ain't making no money. And With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big time, Joe. My man played that, played the movie The Tower Part. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's all I got. And I, 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 I got to go and check it out. Yeah. Oh, man. And our troops, big time Joe, I love them all. I love them all. I love them before, but doggone it, I really love them all. I love them to the core because of what they did. And that picture going to show you exactly what's going on. And then, big time, you come back, and when I talk to you after you see it, uh, I'm going to ask you, should we just go and be 52 the whole doggone area? And you'll see why after I, when I say that, because there's no reasoning, none. So I want you to check it out first, big time. All right, brother. Uh, be ready and get ready, because it's good, bro. It's good. It's good. I, I, I will do it. 
All right, AJ, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man, big time AJ. Always love him calling in from Houston. Uh, AJ uh, has a close connection to Cincinnati. He's certainly spent many, many years in Detroit. And uh, when you're in those cities, guess what? It snows. So we've got to calm down about the freak out over snow. We have to start being, you know, common sense filled human beings and realize that if you live there, it's going to snow on you. And it might be a lot sometimes, all right? It's uh, 1-800-383-9624, 1-800-383-9624. Um, I've got the reason why they're calling it Juno, which makes absolutely no sense when we come back on The Joe Pag Show. This is The Joe Pag Show. Motown Monday. Thanks. It is the Joe Pag Show. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Lots of people want to be heard. Uh, somebody has uh, tweeted, some some uh, person from El Paso. I don't know what his real name is. He's got some stupid name, DJ something. Um, but that I'm a special kind of stupid perpetuating ignorance. And again, for those of you who are confused about my how, how incredibly sincere i'm being when i say global warming is a farce and it's a hoax just to try to get idiots like this guy to to send money to the government to better manage us and control us you've got to answer just a a couple of very very easy questions and i mentioned this before on the show and i'll keep on mentioning it until it gets through to intelligent people number one what was the temperature where you are right now 1500 years ago it's not even rhetorical I, i would love to hear somebody tell me the answer is unknown. It's unknowable because the, the temperature gauges, thermometers of the day, weren't really telling the right temperature like they do today. And you simply don't know what the temperature is where you are or what it was where you are right now 1,500 years ago. You don't know. Second question that's actually easier for a, a doofus like this guy. There, were, there was at least one ice age, possibly two, maybe even more, that we didn't even know about. How did the ice melt and Why? Huh? That's right. The the earth cooled down so much that there were sheets of ice over land. Then it melted. Then it happened again. Then it melted again. Why? Why did it melt? Was it my Escalade? Was it because enough of us weren't driving volts or Priuses? Was it because cows farted? Tell me what happened. And let me know your thoughts on the University of East Anglia. The alleged research university that found out all this information about how the globe is warming up. Why can't we go and see that data and research? How is it missing? Why are there emails suge- between people from there and elsewhere suggesting that, oop, we're going to have to fudge these numbers to make it look like we want it to look? Why did that happen? Are you really that gullible? Are you? Or do you want to be a thinking person and not just accept what's shoved down your throat? The fact is, the Earth hasn't warmed in this cycle in 10 or 15 years now. The polarized cap is growing, not shrinking. It's still there, although Al Gore said it would be gone by last year. And now we're getting ready for Juno, the snowstorm Juno. Yet, doofuses like this think that there's some reason to believe in global warming. 
Yeah, listen, God bless you. As an American or somebody in America, God bless you. You have every right to have an opinion. I have every right to tell you why how stupid you are. I do. And why I disagree with the opinion. The difference is saying something ad hominem, ad hominem on Twitter, like I'm a special kind of stupid, perpetuating ignorance. Saying something like that doesn't hold a candle to what I just did to you, which was give you fact, ask you simple questions, and tell you why I believe this. But if you feel better about calling me stupid, God bless you. All right? Juno. Um, Polo found this. It turns out the Weather Channel called it Juno. Juno was the name given to the winter storm from the naming committee. They've got a naming committee at the Weather Channel. Who knew? On Sunday morning, the name Juno is from Roman mythology, a goddess who looked after the women of Rome. Well, why are we naming the, the snowstorm Juno then? Do you know why they did it, right, Polo? I sure do. <laughs> it's J-U-N-O, by the way. Not not Juno, J-U-N-E-A-U, like in Alaska. All right, back to the phone lines here. Let me say hello and welcome to Ernesto. Ernesto, what's going on? Hi. You're in Rhode Island, huh? Yes, I am. Are you preparing? Are you ready? Do you have your generator? Do you have your stocked up food? Uh, we have a handful of things already. Yes, we do. We're a little prepared. Is it snowing yet? Uh, it is. It's uh, not so bad right now, but... Uh, we expect all the heavy stuff to come overnight. Ernesto, how long have you lived in Rhode Island? About a year and a half now. I just want to fill you in on something. If you didn't know this already, are you ready? I'm totally ready. <laughs> Rhode Island is in the Northeast. Uh-huh. It snows there. Really? Okay, yeah. Just, just, wanted, just wanted to let you know. All right, so you're prepared. Your family's going to be safe. You're all good. We are, we are doing well, yes. Is the media wall-to-wall 24-7 uh, on your local stations or not? And uh, I do appreciate the fact that they warn us of uh, potential dangers. Um, I do not subscribe to global warming. Right. But uh, I, I do agree that uh, airlines uh, do well by, by canceling ahead of time in order to prevent people from getting stranded. Or even some of my, my, my friends who work in the airline industry get yeah. to stay home and stay safe with their families. Ernesto, I hear you, and I can appreciate that. I don't want anything canceled until we see that the storm really is what they say it's going to be because these predictions are changing already. It was going to be three feet. Now it might be 20 inches. I mean, again, we're freaking out because it gets people to watch it on television. It gets people to listen to it on the radio. I don't think that we should do more than necessary. I'm with you. I think the locals should certainly warn, hey, this could happen. We're predicting that. The forecast says this. Uh, adjust your, your schedule accordingly. But to say we're going to cancel 4,000 flights because of what might happen, I don't know, man. I'm not down with that. I just think it's way too premature. All right. You know, I mean, last year we had snow on December 10th. Yeah. And uh, it was business as usual. Uh, no, yeah. no big deal. We, we, we can handle that. But uh, I think when, when the numbers are three to five inches, that's, I'm sorry, three to five feet, that's uh, a bit overwhelming. Yeah, three to five feet, first of all, is a huge range, which shows me they're not forecasting it very well. And again, I heard as many as three feet. Now I'm hearing that the top number might be 20 inches. So it really depends on what Mother Nature does. And then I think that we as human beings who are logical can adjust ourselves accordingly instead of freaking out now and then say, "Woo, I'm glad we freaked out even though nothing happened. I would like to adjust as we see what's actually happening. Okay, so let me ask you this. If, uh, yeah. if you were to fly from, say, California to out here, yeah. Uh, would you want to be? Would you want to know that your flight got canceled a day into the flight, or would you want to know before the flight? 
Oh, I'd want to know. If I, if I got to the airport and the flight got canceled, I'd be unhappy about it, but I would understand. I don't want you to cancel it the day before. I think that's stupid. Okay. Maybe because maybe here's the thing. Weather forecasters, even the best ones, are, are right about 40% of the time. That's the problem. I'm going to change my plans and change my life on a forecast that could change in a snap of a finger. I don't think they're as good as maybe you think they are. I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad your family has made has made plans, but you and I are going to disagree on on when we should start canceling stuff. Is that cool? That's absolutely fine. I think it's better safe than sorry sometimes, and you know we just take a chance to do that. I completely respect that. All right, Ernesto, we appreciate you calling in from Rhode Island. There you go. One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. What did Miss USA say in her answer to a question at the pageant? Keep it here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Joe Pag Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Hey, great, great, great to have you here. Thank you. Wonderful radio stations nationwide, including the American Now stations from San Antonio. On a Monday. This is back when the Bengals had Janet Napolitano as part of the group. She sang baritone. She would say her name in the song. It was weird. Just another Napolitano. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Call me Janet the Tank. Napolitano. It's just another Napolitano. She got done with that and actually is uh, is planning on starring off-Broadway in the play called Juno, The Winter Storm. Now, it's going to be a big storm at that point. That's all I'm saying. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Glad to have you along for the ride. We'll get into some, some other stuff like Deflategate. What is the latest? Is the NFL even still doing anything? Uh, we'll have the latest on that. The NFL kind of is and kind of isn't doing anything. I'm starting to get the feeling that they won't do anything until after the Super Bowl, which is BS, because if somebody cheated, they should be held accountable. If they didn't cheat, they should clear them now. Obviously. Plus, there is an unbelievably dumb senior State Department guy who tweeted something. He's an official. He tweeted something about the, um, the, the ISIS purported execution of a Japanese prisoner. What he, what he tweeted was just ridiculous. Um, Bill Nye, the science guy, is weighing in on Deflategate. You see that, Paul? He's weighing in on this. No, I missed that. Saying that what Belichick is saying just isn't possible. Scientifically speaking, he's saying what Belichick is saying is not possible. So I'll have that for you, which is going to be interesting. And also Richard Sherman, the very, very vocal um, defensive back for the Seattle Seahawks, potentially the best DB in the game. This guy is um, well, he's he's speaking out about whether the NFL will do anything and um, and why he thinks it's gone the way that it's gone so far. He's got to be fine. Have you seen what he says, Polo? He's got to be fine. Yeah, I saw that. He's going to be fine. And you think, well, how can they find him? For speaking out on this, when there's been nothing happened, nothing has happened to the, to the Patriots yet for the entire thing. That's interesting. But and again, what he says, 
I kind of get. I understand why he's saying it. And he's probably right. Plus, in a little while, one of our affiliates is KEX in Portland, um, in, in Portland, Oregon. And and I love it. But, um, yeah, there there's a problem there. Just a bit of a problem when it comes to people getting out of jail and trying to get hired. Well, that story for you, too, which is just going to make your face hurt. It just is. All right. But right now, we've got to go to Miss USA. I um, did not watch the the um, Miss Universe pageant last night. Didn't watch. Was flying around. I had Spurs on uh, DVR to watch when I got home. Spurs came back and beat Milwaukee. Um, didn't watch it. Certainly always want Miss USA to win any pageant or Miss America, whatever. I want the United States to win. I want us to be exceptional, all of that. Our um, pageant participant was from Nevada this year. Her name is Nia Sanchez. Have you seen Nia Sanchez, Polo? I'm looking at her right now. Holy crap, man. What a, what a, what a gorgeous young lady. Just beautiful. And, as everybody is who's in Miss Universe, obviously they're in Miss Universe. But she really, I mean, looks alone. She had a really good chance of winning. I don't know what the talent was. I didn't watch. But they always ask. She was a finalist. I think she got first runner-up or second runner-up, something like that. But they always ask a question. And the question um, will will give X number of points towards the possible win. Um, and the question was asked by, by Manny Pacquiao. For those who don't know, Manny Pacquiao is a boxer. He's, he's a legendary boxer, as a matter of fact. He's, he's that good. And he's been that good for a very long time. What is, is he flyweight? Is he- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bantamway, he's one of the really light, whatever it is. But um, he's world renowned as a boxer. He, um, his, his native language is Tagalog, but he's speaking English for the pageant last night. And he had the question, the question for Miss USA. What they did was they would walk up and grab a name out of like a fishbowl, and she she got Manny Pacquiao. This is the question that he asked her last night during the Miss Universe pageant. As much as I want Miss USA to win, and as much as I think she's an amazing-looking young lady, when she gave this answer, and because she gave this answer, I'm kind of cool with her not winning, to be honest with you. If you were given 30 seconds to deliver a message to a global terrorist... What would you say? If you were given 30 seconds to deliver a message to global terrorists, what would you say? That was the question to Miss USA. If you were given 30 seconds to talk to the terrorists, what would you say? And now she acts like she kind of didn't understand them, and then she gives then she gives the, the answer. Um, okay. If I was given 30 seconds to give a message to the global terrorists, is that what you said? Okay. Um, I would just say that, you know, I know as Miss USA, I can always spread a message of hope and love and peace. 
And so I would do my very best to spread that message to them and everyone else in the world. OMG, and people cheer that crap. What? Wait, what? Spread the message of, of, of love and peace, and that's the message I would give? And then they would cut your head off. I, I, I'm sorry. You've got 30 seconds to say something to the, to the global terrorists, and you would say, hey, you know, love and peace and stuff. That would be the best, love and peace and all that. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. And you know she hates the question. And I would just say, global love and peace. I mean, if that's what you asked me. Uh, okay. If I was given 30 seconds to give a message to the global terrorists, is that what you said? Okay. Um, I would just say that, you know, I know as Miss USA, I can always spread a message of hope and love and peace. And so I would do my very best to spread that message to them and everyone else in the world. Hey, hope and love and peace. Hi, terrorists. Thanks for the 30 seconds. Hope, love, and peace. I mean, honestly. And, and, and Paula, her looks don't make up for that, do they? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she, she's That's pretty hot. Answer. She's pretty well, hot. Of course, she, she's Miss USA. Yeah. She's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But what is that answer? I, it was just a very Hi, safe one. Hi, peace, and love. It was a very safe one. It's, it wasn't safe. It was stupid. I mean, but it's. It, I hope it's why she lost. I don't think it is. Well, I think it probably had something to do with it. What a dumb answer. I mean, if that counts for all these points, and then all these doofuses in the audience clap. I don't care how stupid the answer was. I want her to win. Woo! Woo! Peace and love and stuff. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. 1 800 383 9624. Now, I posted that on my Facebook page, and a lot of people are commenting on it, and 95% are saying, oh, my God, she represented us. That's horrible. But the other 5% are saying, well, it's the best answer any of us could have given. Well, she's on the spot on stage. Well, that's why she's on the stage and we're not. Oh, bull. She knew she was going to be asked a question. She knew it it probably would have to do with something global. It normally does. It's Miss Universe. It's about the globe. Well, it's about our universe, but it's it's a representation from around the globe. I mean, but really, that's the answer? And, and you want to make excuses? And if you say, well, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have done any better, the hell I wouldn't have. I'd have been, if I had 30 seconds, my, my first question would have been, can they hurt me or can I say anything I want? Because I think that would be a different thing if they, if they had a, a machete at your neck or, or had AK-47s pointed at you. And if they couldn't hurt you, you just had you you could deliver a message, and they couldn't get at you. Man, I'd light them up. I let them know what the hell's going on, and let them know how Allah and Muhammad nobody else wanted them to do this. They they need to stop now. And if they don't stop, we're going to track you down and make you dead. You'll be a puddle of of red where you sat. You'll be dead. You're going to be dead if you don't stop. That's what I would have said. Would that have made her win? I don't know. I have no clue. But that answer, really? And then because people clap, she's got this look of satisfaction on her face. Like she, I could almost hear her, her saying to herself, nailed it. Nailed it. Not so much. 1-800-383-9624. Quick break. Back after this in the Joe Pag Show. You're listening to Joe Pags. 
Monday. Glad to have you here on the Joe Pag Show on your radio. Thanks. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Let me grab Kathy in Houston on line one. Hi, Kathy. What's going on? Hey, um, Joe. First of yeah. all, um, I want to congratulate Gabby. And every time you talk about her, I feel so old. <laughs> But she, she's going to be 15 this year. you kidding me? Dad, but my gosh, I remember when she was just a, I don't know, when you were here in Houston. She well, was she, was, she, was eight or, she was eight or nine when uh, she I was singing those songs, it. yeah. But I'm very happy for her, and I'm sure you're very proud. Very proud. But anyway, um, first of all, that poor girl, I mean, number one, I think she's very young. She might not really know what's going on in the world because she's in this, like, well, she stuff. should. She's in a global beauty pageant. She should know what's going on. Exactly. But had she said, you know, you know me, Joe, I would have told them exactly what I thought. They're all evil and they should all die. But if she just said something like that, how inflammatory that would be to those, you know, idiots. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would worry about, you know, her safety or repercussions. Or Oh, Kathy, you know, you know like I love guys, you. But like the guys Oh, come on. There. Huh? Come on, come on. You know I love you, but she's got to worry about her safety by answering a question about terrorists. Well, I mean, if she really spoke her mind is what I'm saying. If she really, really spoke I her think mind, she did. That's my problem. I think she did. I think she did speak her mind. That's my problem. That, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. If she really knew what was really going on, she might have had uh, more to say, but I just think that's just not an appropriate forum for talking about that sort of thing. Of course it's an appropriate forum. Every year in the Miss U- in the Miss Universe, they ask global questions, whether it's peace or helping people or or horrible tragedies that are going on. Every year they ask questions like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to say. And uh, you take care, and I'll talk to you in one of these days soon, okay? Kathy, you're a great lady. We appreciate you. Kathy, been listening for a very long time. I don't want to be mean to Kathy, but... But I, I, I have no patience for somebody like Miss Miss USA who can't give a direct answer to a direct question. She gives some, I know it's going to sound silly, pageant answer. And it was a pageant, so maybe that makes sense. But I don't think that, that did her any good. I think that might be a, a big reason why she lost, to be honest with you. Now, Paula, you, you're thinking that she might have lost because she's too skinny? No, that she's too fit. If, if... I, I don't know anybody who, I mean, have you seen Miss Columbia who's also... Drop yes. dead gorgeous. She's but she, she's she's not she's not fat, right? But she's thin. Miss America's very fit and muscular, and so I don't know if that hurt her. She almost won. I know, but well, obviously she didn't though. That's what I'm saying. That yeah, hurt but her. I mean, she wasn't in you know, a hundredth place. No, but I'm saying if you compare the two, I mean, maybe they didn't like that look of her or of her being fit, and you can see like yeah. her muscle because you see the other girl. She's very thin. What was, what was the other girl's question and answer? It had to be better than what Miss USA did. No, it had to knows? be. Who knows? Had to be. That's simple to me. Um, while, while we're on entertaining things, I just so I, I got to get this out of the way because Karina is infatuated with the guy. I, go, I guess Blake Shelton hosted Saturday Night Live over the weekend, and I was out of town. I didn't see it. I have no idea. Um, what? What? How did? Because you sent me something about it was good. It was bad. It was. It was all over the place. First of all, I know that you were glued to the TV because your boy was on. Did it not go well? It went great. That was just the title of somebody that wrote that article. That was their opinion. Well, what was their opinion? What was the problem? I think they're saying he did a good job, but some of the writing wasn't great. 
but he did good with what he could work with. Okay. It was good, though. Like, it was funny. It was a little bit, like, some of them were awkward. I think they could have done other sketches. Because on one, like, he was farm hunk. He was, like, The Bachelor. And he, he it was funny, but it was mainly the girls that were funny. He didn't do much in it. Um, so it was, like, the cast that was funny. But, I mean, I think he did good with the monologue. Uh, now, do I need to go and watch this? I would watch it if I were you. Because you're and, you. And Should the I Family Feud it? one. The Family Feud one was funny because they made fun of, like, him and Adam Levine. Was, was Adam Levine on there? No. I mean, it was just, you know, one of the members. This sounds like a really boring Saturday Night Live. No, it was the second highest rated. I just have... Because people like you are infatuated with this guy. Because he's funny. I just feel like when I talk about Blake Shelton on the show, I'm really, like, hesitant about it because nobody else is a big fan of him, so... I don't. I try not to make a big deal about it because you're just going to make me feel worse. Well, I mean, first of all, I've asked you to get him on the show many, many times. You're afraid I'm going to ruin your little relationship. I have. You really have. I have a don't contact really have. now. Well, how do you have contact now? Because, because Saturday Night Live. Well, no, I finally no, no, no. Um, through one of the contacts we've gotten through NBC, you well, know her. Happen. Maybe, um, yeah, I do. So she sent She's me great. like what? No, I, I I know her very well. She's been, she's hooked us up very well. This week I'll have Jen Wiederstrom on from um from The Biggest Loser. Yeah, and I never thought um, to ask her, and so she sent me all of the voice contacts. So did you contact him? Yes. Now, do you have his direct um, phone number? No. I hope not, because you you won't stop calling it. I know you. I wouldn't do that. Again. I would never do that. <laughs> I, I don't. Oh God. So, so worth watching, because I've got it on the DVR. You're telling me to watch it. It's worth watching. You should watch it. Because you know what's going to happen. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to give you my opinion. You're going to be mad at me. I think you're going to like it. Was he drunk? No, he wasn't drunk. No, he seems to be drunk a lot of the times. He usually is drinking, but he, I don't think he was drunk this time. All right. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll give you my report. I'll watch it, okay? Okay. Can't wait. All right. No, wait, stop. <laughs> now, call them and, and set this up. Get this man on the show. Okay. Let's have him in studio like we had Luke Wade. We'll have uh, okay. Blake Shelton. Okay. I don't know about in studio. Why? Come in studio, sing a song or two with me. Oh, I'm a cool guy. I could sing stuff with him. I'm, I think we can make Come a on, phone Karina, interview. Come on, Make it happen. We can do a phone interview. If he were coming to stay like, here for a concert he is. or something. He's here all the time. They got married in Bernie. But he doesn't have any concerts here. For, for those that don't know, Bernie is a, is a, a northern suburb of San Antonio. A- absolutely. He, he doesn't have to have concerts. If he's just getting drunk on his ranch, tell him to come by. He lives in Oklahoma. Exactly. Not that far a drive. What is Oklahoma? A few hours? Come on. Okay, I'll try for the phone call. <laughs> all right, Karina, thank you. Uh, all right, I've, I've got to bring up Deflategate because uh, nothing has happened. The latest report from BuzzFeed, is, and this is from today, just a couple hours ago. From Jason Wells. Deflategate, NFL reportedly zeroes in on surveillance video of Patriots locker room attendant. It's unclear, though, if the person of interest committed any wrongdoing, sources say. Hmm. The NFL has zeroed in on the locker room attendant. The league determined that 11 of the 12 footballs the Patriots used while playing the Indianapolis Colts were underinflated by a significant amount. The Patriots ended up winning the game 45-7. to Underinflated footballs can provide a competitive advantage because they're easier to grip and throw. The first underinflated ball was noticed when Patriots quarterback Tom Brady threw a pass that was intercepted by a Colts defender who notified an official. By the way, Polo, I saw over the weekend that this this defender said he didn't say anything about the ball to anybody. That's interesting. 
It is interesting because I mean, if he didn't say anything, who did? And does this report that you're that you're reading does it mention that by the second half, the start of the second half, they were using the Colts footballs? I didn't know that, but I, I yeah. knew that the that the all the footballs were inflated properly at halftime. I didn't know that they they were using Colts footballs. I thought they inflated the the Patriots balls right. No, my understanding is that by the second half they were using the the Colts footballs, and so there wasn't any type of uh, advantage anymore if there was one from the first half. Interesting. So. Now, the sources told Fox News today or Fox Sports today that there is surveillance video showing the locker room attendant taking the footballs from the officials' room into another room at Gillette Stadium before bringing them out to the field. The league, though, is still trying to... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Determine if any wrongdoing occurred. The investigation into the, the deflation remains ongoing. What do you mean they're trying to determine if there, any wrongdoing was done? Here's what we know. All, all of the, um, the footballs, there were 12 for the Colts. 12 for the, for the Patriots. They were all approved by, by the referee or by the officials before the game. All of them. Then they're saying on, on video they see the balls taken from the referee's room and somewhere else, and then they're taken out to the field, and suddenly they're all underinflated. Well, duh. Really? We have to act stupid about this? By the way, I think we're past past break. Keep it here. Joe Pags Show. Joe Pags. Hey, glad to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks to Joe Pags Show on your radio. Great radio stations across the land including the America Now stations. I got so long-winded last hour, I think I went right past the break. Sorry about that. All right, so Ballgate, I guess you've got an update now, Polo. What happened? The NFL said what? First of all, Tony Dorsett, the, the former great running back for the uh, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, he says that it has nothing to do with anything when it comes to running with the ball in, in the NFL. Right, and right now Fox News is reporting that uh, Fox Sports – is saying that that uh, the NFL is probing the locker room attendant. I'm sorry, they're probing him. They're probing him. <laughs> that, I'm just reading it's what it says on this the story. Has to end. It's not going to ever get any better. Everything anybody says about this story is just going to be, you know, the 12 year old boy syndrome. I'm telling you, they have to stop now. They have to punish them. Do something. Make a decision already because it's done. And Tom Brady is saying that his feelings have been hurt. His feelings have been hurt, but he's now moving on. Yes. His feelings have been hurt. Uh, let me ask you this. If you're the equipment manager for the Patriots, who is it that you're going to be rooting for in that in that game? Just, just wondering. Probably the Patriots. I'm guessing the Patriots. Yes. And if you go and, and you're seen taking the balls from the referee's room, where, wherever they were. They should have been locked up, by the way. In but a if, bag, if probably, seen, yes. Uh-huh. Sorry? What? They were in a, it, the balls were in a bag? Yes. Okay. It's another word for bag. 
What's the matter? <laughs> why did you why did you shut the mic off? Oh, you're Mr. Yappy until it comes time to talk about the bag. Sack. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> shut the microphone off. So he grabs the sack and and takes takes the balls somewhere else. We don't know where. And then they're underinflated when they get out there. And Tom Brady feel feels insulted. Tom Brady feels as though somebody was insulting him. Do you think that the equipment manager would make the footballs the way Tom Brady doesn't want them? Is that going to help his team win? And you think Tom Brady grabbed those balls and and said to himself, eh, they feel fine, and just started throwing them around? Or do you think that he knew, as a multiple Super Bowl winning quarterback, that those balls were deflated? Come on, man. Let's be real about this. Let's be real. Richard Sherman is not mincing any words when it comes to deflate gate. He was asked about uh, whether he thinks the NFL is going to do anything about it. The perception of the Patriots is they get as close to the line as they can with them not trying to cross over. The perception of the Patriots is that they, they don't cross the line, but they get close to crossing over it. Something like that was the question. Here's his response. Uh, I, I, think, I think the perception is the reality. Um, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. You know, their, their resume speaks for itself. Um, you talk about getting close to the line, and it's sad in a second. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really have a comment about that. But, I mean, their, their, their past is what their past is. Their, their present is what their present is. And will they be punished? Probably not. You know, not as long as Robert Kraft and Roger Goodell are still, still taking pictures at, at, their, at their respective homes. You know, I think it was just at, at Kraft's house last week for the AFC Championship. You know, you talk about conflict of interest. Um, but, you know, as long as that happens, it, 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 won't, it won't affect them at all. And nothing will, will stop them. Richard Sherman, star defensive back for the Seattle Seahawks said he doesn't think anything's going to happen to the Patriots because, basically, because Roger Goodell, the commissioner, is chummy with the owner of the Patriots. Now, the commissioner works for the owners, by the way. Um, but, yeah, I, I think during the football season, you might want to refrain from taking pictures together at your homes, you know, before the, the AFC Championship game. I'm guessing the owner of, of, the, uh, of the Indianapolis Colts doesn't feel too good about that. You know, it's it's one of those things to where Richard Sherman probably is right on. Is that a conflict of interest? Probably is. Maybe after the Super Bowl, you go and hang out at people's houses. Uh, but he, I'm sure he'll get fined. Will the Patriots be fined for having underinflated balls? I haven't heard anything about a fine. I don't know if anybody else has. But this guy is going to be fined because of what he just said. And I find that to be really, really interesting. Oh, back to the Miss USA thing for a second. Paula, you're crying foul on what Miss Columbia did during the um, the pageant. Yeah, I think so. And the reason you're crying foul is because, and by the way, I'm looking at her. She's thin, too. She looks athletic, too, to me. Yeah, but the pictures that I saw of her, I mean, she just looks thin. She doesn't look If as I know you, muscular. you look them up on, on Google. Absolutely. Why can't you just look at them from that night? I mean, they were both wearing beautiful evening gowns. Why got to be a pig and go look? Because I, this I, is I, you, Miss Columbia bikini. I know, I know what you did. No, I, I typed in Miss Universe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, she's but Miss Universe now, yeah, yeah, you know. So, but because the the pictures, the only pictures that were coming up initially were, you know, of of them side by side. And I guess they were like screen grabs or something. So they they weren't really good pictures. So I googled her, and there you go. 
But if you look at her pictures, she looks she looks fit, but Miss America looks you know very muscular and toned, and and I mean she looks great, but you know maybe they they didn't find that look appealing. I don't know. Miss Columbia won the Miss Universe pageant, and here's her question and answer. Now, I don't know if she speaks English, but once the guy asks the question, she she smiles as if she knows what he said. But then there's a translator who who tells it to her again in Spanish, and then Polo cries foul in the way she answered it. Listen. Selected judge number eight, Rob Deerdeck. Your question, please. All right. Well, probably all the time people have asked you, what can men learn from women? But I'd like to know, what could women learn from men? She smiles and poses and, and sort of gives him a flirty look. And then we turn to the translator. I believe that women, that's quite a tough question. So now you're crying foul. Now what she says there is, I believe that women, then she says, well, that's a tough question. And then she waits, and then the translator repeats it back to the guy who asked the question, and and uh, Miss now Miss Universe is just standing there. Now, wh- what is your problem with that? Well, she's stalling for one, you know, and I mean, usually they want them to to answer and be fluid in their answer, and there she's stalling, and then they they get to read back, you know, the translation, and that's giving her more time to to come up with a with an answer. I would agree with you. Uh, I I think you're right, and. Um... I would guess that that I would hope anyway that the pageant had the translator. I would hate that if she brought her own translator. So with the translator, like here's her answer, says screw that. I'm gonna give a better answer than that. Um, but yeah, I mean he stops. He clearly pauses. He says the answer to the judge. You hear some laughter, and the entire time she gets to stand there and think about her further answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the, I couldn't even hear what he said there. And they, but, but then again, she stops to let him translate again. So you think this is the whole thing is bogus? Yeah, and then I, I think what he said is that that she believes that there's there are men out there that believe in equality. I think that's what I heard her say. Okay. Right. I don't believe that that is what women should learn from men. I believe that's what women should learn from men. There are men that believe in equality, and women should learn that from men. And she paused twice, big, long pauses. But she's really pretty, so I guess she deserves to win. I don't know. Let's be honest. It's just a how-do-you-look pageant. It Really, it has to be with these stupid answers. Because, I mean, I think her answer is better than Miss USA, but not so much better that it should give her the pageant. So I don't know what their talent was or, or what else went into it. But, uh, yeah, you know, let me say this. I'm glad that I, instead of watching this last night, I watched the Spurs on DVR. Let me just put that out there. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Uh, the Joe Pag Show on your radio. There is a ton going on. Bill Nye, when it comes to Deflategate, the science guy, who I disagree with on, on climate change because I can. Oh, by the way, this guy from El Paso just keeps on putting his foot in his mouth on the Twitter. It's kind of it's actually kind of fun, and I love El Paso. I love that we're on there, um, but man, he just he can't get out of his own way. What he said was ninety seven percent of all scientists believe that um, that global warming is real, and that's not really true. They believe in something called climate change because global warming isn't happening. But he's not smart enough to know that. Um, the other three percent either work for the oil companies or are Republicans. So I wrote back and I said, I'm not a Republican. 
That's not what I said. You can't even read. The, the guy clearly is a dumbass. But that's okay. I mean, even dumbasses, even dumbasses can follow me on Twitter. That's even allowed. That's even allowed. All right, it is uh, 1-800-383-9624. Here's what uh, Bill Nye said. Uh, there were more than a few sarcastic nicknames that arrived after the impromptu press conference call with the New England Patriots on Saturday. Not the least funny, which was Bill Belichick, the science guy. But ABC Good Morning America sought out the real science guy, Bill Nye, a former mechanical engineer at Boeing in Seattle, we might note. So maybe he's got a side to pick here. And now host of TV's Bill Nye, the science guy, for some answers to Belichick's firm prove-it rebuttal to the NFL's investigation that his team uh, of his team's ball handling. Put straight, Nye refutes Belichick's assertions. Quote, what he said didn't make any sense, Nye said. So there you have it. Rubbing the football, I don't think, can change the pressure. To really change the pressure, you need one of these, Nye said, holding up a regulation football and a ball pump, the inflation needle. Nye, in a light but perhaps biased and undercutting, undercutting statement, then declared his allegiance for Sunday Super Bowl, go Seahawks. Hmm. Perhaps the ABC segment was cut short or edited, but Nye doesn't back up his claim of the needle and the damage done being the only way to properly inflate or deflate the ball. He just says it because he's a science guy or make that the science guy. It's possible that Nye is as much an authority on ball pressure as, say, Dr. Phil is on STDs or Guy Fieri, Fieri is on the ideal cooking temperature for achieving a velvety bisque which is to say somewhat questionable at best. On his show, Nye attacks anything under the umbrella of science from the evolution-creationism debate to climate change. He's put up an expert, uh, put up as an expert on all things science, which, short of tapping into the mind of Stephen Hawking, feels a bit flimsy. All right, so this writer doesn't buy what he's saying because he's from Seattle, I guess. I'll say this. I have a couple of footballs at the house, and if I don't throw them around in a while and just let them sit on the shelf, they do tend to, over a long period of time, Lose some inflation, lose some air. But I don't think it would happen from the locker room or from the equipment room to the field. That's the problem, the close proximity of the two places and the short amount of time to get there. 1-800-383-9624. Much more to come. Stay here. Joe Pags. Motown Monday, thanks. As I mentioned, one of the Joe Pags affiliates, and again, we've got five uh, five affiliates before we went to the America Now slot, uh, which we've been filling now since August, and, and we love every one of the new affiliates, and, and I love hearing from you all and where you hear the show, and, and I always implore you, wherever you're hearing the show, love to hear from you on Facebook or, or on Twitter and anywhere else. Um, but our, our, our five affiliates, the flagship is in San Antonio, WOAI. And then we've got KPRC in Houston. We've got um, a Twin Cities Talk Radio in um, 1130 in, in Minneapolis. And also KHOW in Denver and KEX in Portland, uh, Oregon. We love being on all of you. And, and um, I hear great things from, from all those markets. Some places much more liberal. Then others, some places much more conservative. I got a nice email from a guy today who said, "Listen, you're not you're not the cookie cutter." And I. That- 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's why I appreciate your show. It's really a lot of fun. I don't necessarily agree with your, with your you know, politics, but don't have to. Still enjoy the show. And I thanked him very much. Um, so I like that people are listening in Portland. We're doing very well there. And I, I hope to continue doing well there for a very, very long time. I had to call the mayor out, man. I don't know what the hell you guys were thinking hiring this guy. But um, I've got a major issue with something he said. And I posted this on my Facebook page, a lot of reaction to it. It's um, very simple. The Portland mayor wants to pay companies to hire criminals. And I'm not even, I'm not even kidding about that. I mean, he wants to take your tax dollars and give tax breaks or tax abatements to companies that hire convicted criminals. And I'm just, I'm confused by it. Honestly. Confused. Yeah, I got to make this DJ guy's got to go away because he's just annoying me now at this point. You know, and if you annoy me, you don't even know what you wrote yourself, then you don't get to tweet me anymore. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Um, No, the show's not over yet. Although some people are hoping that it would be. Some people are like, yeah, it should be over now. Um, I am not for people having an, an opportunity when they get out of prison. I don't want the rate of recidivism to, to go up. I want it to go down. And, and for those who don't know recidivism, like the guy from El Paso, um, it means the rate of, you, of these criminals going back and committing new crimes after they get done serving their time. I would like for them to find gainful employment. But to somehow incentivize companies hiring them is absolutely nuts. That is absolutely nuts. Makes no sense. Doesn't now, never will. And that's exactly what he wants to do. He was sitting there with some coalition called the Hands Up Coalition. I'm gathering... It's, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, in, uh, in Portland, send me an email because you guys actually run the show a little bit after it's over. Um, call me, uh, email me if I'm wrong, joepags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. The email address is on the right-hand side, or you can go to my, my Facebook or Twitter and tweet or Facebook me. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Hands Up Portland or whatever, I'm guessing is some play on the Hands Up Don't Shoot message that people are going around the country putting out there. Um, alleging that Michael Brown said that before he was shot and killed by Darren Wilson, the cop, in Ferguson, Missouri. Now, keep in mind, Darren Wilson was cleared by the grand jury, was cleared by the by the the ME, the medical examiner, was cleared by the private autopsy that was done, and now is about to be cleared, if he hasn't already, been cleared by the federal government, by the the Attorney General's office, who really wanted to get this guy. So, hands in the air saying, don't shoot, didn't happen. It's a fabrication. It's a lie. So, the fact that the mayor of Portland is actually sitting with a group that's called the Hands Up People or Coalition or whatever, that already tells me you guys have the wrong people in the office. He shouldn't have any time to sit with a group 
that calls themselves this. It just, I mean, it honestly doesn't make any sense. So what does he want to do? He wants to do something that he's calling ban the box. And banning the box has to do with there not being a box on an application for a job in Portland that asks you if you're a convicted felon. And then, if you can't ask if they're a convicted felon, then the mayor is actually going to give a $10,000 per employee tax break to companies that hire convicted felons, convicted bad guys. It was an immediate response from from a woman on my uh, my Facebook page. The response was um, was that she's shaking her head. I love that when people shake their heads on my Facebook page. Her name is Ashika. I'll tell you what Ashika said when we come back. I also want to know your thoughts about hiring people who are convicted felons or even incentivizing hiring people who are in fe- who are felons. Because there's one ramification to that. And I'll tell you what that is when we come back. 1-800-383-9624. Much more to come on the Joe Pag Show. What do you think about this? Will you allow your mate to do this? I, I don't like it. Keep it here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Joe Pag Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. My pleasure to have you here. Welcome. I appreciate you. Joe Pag Show on your radio. Great radio stations across the land, including the America Now stations from San Antonio, where we're not going to get Juno, the, the worst blizzard in, in recorded uh, history of mankind. On a Monday. Motown Monday. Glad to have you here. Thanks. I was talking about the Portland mayor before we hit the break. This mayor, uh, the mayor's name is Charlie Hales. And he's obviously just a, just a, a falling out of the car to the left doofus. And I don't mind calling him a doofus. You have to respect the mayor. I respect the office. I don't respect you if you get together with some coalition about having your hands up, which I'm sure. Uh, again, I don't have proof of this, but but it's got to be. I mean, what else could it be? Um, it has something to do with the Michael Brown case, in, in which he didn't have his hands up and he wasn't surrendering. But if you want to sit in front of some community members and you want to you want to say, we're going to give tax abatements, we're going to give you a $10,000 tax break per hire if you hire those who have criminal records and who are getting out of jail. I think you must be an idiot. Because all, all he's really doing is he's making it harder for people who didn't commit a crime and go to prison to get a job. You're actually making it easier for former prisoners to get a job than it is for the regular, you know, the regular Joe walking down the street who's kept his nose clean, hasn't gotten in any trouble, doesn't have a criminal record, it will be harder for him to get hired than the guy that just got out of jail. Here's the actual story. And I posted the video over my Facebook page, facebook.com slash 
Joe Talk Show, or just go to at Joe Talk Show on uh, on Twitter. Driving around Portland, this is from um, Tea Party News Network, TPNN. Driving around Portland, Oregon, one will undoubtedly see a car, likely a hybrid, adorned with the unofficial slogan of the city, Keep Portland Weird. In keeping with the unofficial slogan of the Rose City, Portland Mayor Charlie Hales has declared that his administration will, quote, ban the box, a movement by officials to refuse to ask employees whether they had ever been It's actually asked potential employees whether they'd ever been convicted of a crime. However, Mayor Hales isn't stopping there. Hales is also proposing a $10,000 per year tax credit to employers who hire convicted criminals. Hales uses the term returning citizens to sanitize the nature of these prospective uh, new hires. Offering second chances to genuinely contrite ex-convicts is a good thing. If employers wish to offer help, a helping hand to someone looking for work, that's great. However, what this does is prioritize the hiring of felons over non-felons, those who never committed an assault, never robbed a liquor store, never committed any significant crime. Um, if Hales's proposal is adopted, they're going to get the advantage for employment. Do you think that makes sense? You listening to Portland right now? Did you hire this idiot? Now, in the actual sit-down, you can go watch the video. The woman who speaks before him from the Hands Up Coalition or whatever is asking a question about what are you going to do about convicted felons and helping them get a job, especially black men. And here's this guy bending over backward because he wants to be looked at, wants to be looked at as somebody who is not only colorblind, but is willing to give a helping hand to people who are a different race than he is. He's a white guy. um, To prove how colorblind he is. This doesn't make any sense. Don't you dare give an incentive to a company or an employer for hiring somebody that I would have gotten the job before because I kept my nose clean. Don't you dare incentivize that. Look, people can get out of prison, they can they can rehabilitate, they can go and get a great job, they can do what they want to do. I know it's not as easy to get a great job because you went to prison, but you know what? You're the ass wagon that landed yourself in prison. You shouldn't get priority over me or my wife or my kids or our neighbors. No, nobody should get that. So Ashika went to my, my Facebook page. I want to hear from you on this, 1-800-383-9624. And again, Portland, if you're listening, and you are, um, you can't call in. Uh, the, the show runs a little bit later than it actually is uh, is done. We're live a couple hours before you hear it. Um, having said that, you could always email me, and I'll, I'll read some of your email tomorrow. You can go to the Facebook page and go comment there. Ashika wrote on my Facebook page, Don't they deserve to make an honest living once they've served their time? Or would it be better to deny them employment and push them back to crime? SMH, which is shake my head. I responded, of course they deserve to make an honest living. I'm completely for that. But Ashika Brown, do you want people who have committed crimes to get out of lockup and get the advantage over you and your family to get a job? Don't you get it? This is unfair competition. You might be more qualified and never committed a crime, yet a company can get a nice tax break for not hiring you. Shake my head. It's very simple. Reginald commented as well. Reginald says, listen, Joe Pags, 
when I tell you that the same idea you are shooting down, we have here in Ohio, and it still does not work. There are no advantages to being a felon anywhere. You say you are for them working, but it's unfair advantage, but it's not, and I don't think you are. A qualified person or an unqualified person will still and always have a better chance at getting a job, getting the job with a tax break than the felon. Once they see that they that they have anything in their background, they're done. What? Reginald, I wish that I understood what the hell you're talking about. But um, the whole box thing, don't, don't ask the question. I mean, whatever. I still think that's stupid. But the idea that we're actually going to give you a monetary break, a financial advantage for hiring somebody like that, who's got a criminal record and was a convicted felon, spent time in prison, the idea that that company gets an advantage for hiring, I'm here to tell you that's unfair. And you're without a doubt punishing me for not committing a felony. Isn't that stupid? Isn't that backward? Let me go to the phone lines here. It's uh, 1-800-383-9624, 1-800-383-9624. Thomas is on line one. Thomas, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, Joe? Living the dream, my friend. What's up? Oh, well, uh, you talking to a convicted felon, you know. I uh, uh, just wonder if you needed to ask me what I thought about all this. What do you think about all this, Thomas? Well, uh be honest with you, you know, coming out of the penitentiary, uh, uh, they had a deal where, you know, any past discretions, you know, you sent in a, a, a certified letter to wherever you had these small warrants, whatever, whether it's traffic tickets and everything like that. And that was supposed to be cleared off your record when you got out. Well, I went through all that. I spent 18 months in state penitentiary, uh, the old state jail. That's that's some jails that Ann Richards pretend to get here in Texas as a drug rehab when their whole uh, uh, idea of what they was going to do is just turn them into state jails. But anyway, they had plenty of places to book you. I was basically in there over a falsified charge. Thomas, as much as we all have a story, and I appreciate that you're willing to tell me yours, you're not answering the question. What do you think about this program where they would give money to a company for hiring a convicted felon? You know, I, I I was like you at one time. You know, I'd I'd spit on you if I thought you was a piece of shit. But you know, I'll let you go. You can't dr- dump, like dump, 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 dump. Hey, David, dump that. All right. Make sure we catch that and take care of it. Maybe that's why he's not being hired, Polo. He can't watch his tongue. I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> that could that could be. And by the way. Um, I don't know why he says that about me. I'm not spitting on anybody. I'm not thinking anybody's a piece of excrement whatsoever. Not even for a second. What I'm saying is you shouldn't get the leg up. And what Thomas wasn't able to tell us on the air was whether he believes a convicted felon should have a better opportunity of getting a job than somebody who... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Isn't a convicted felon. Mr. Potty Mouth couldn't seem to get there. And that's a, that's a shame, because that's really the question. 
1-800-383-9624. Much more to come. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Welcome, it is the Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations across the land, including the uh, American Now stations. Love having you along for the ride. You can always contact me via email, joepags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. You can go to Facebook, Twitter. The email address is right there. If you listen live, which is 5 to 8 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday, uh, the webcam is up and running as well. That's 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. That's 3 to 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 1 to 4 p.m. Um, Hawaii time. Whatever your time zone is in between. Love you all. Glad that you're along for the ride. Had a question on Facebook. Why is the iHeart uh, update always a day behind? Why can't we hear it live? Well, you can if you go to one of the radio stations that, that carries the show, like our flagship WOAI or, or KPRC in Houston, or, or one, of these, one of the stations that carries the show. You can actually hear it live right there. Um, the iHeart, though, is sort of the podcast place. So the next day or, or later that night, you'll see it updated on iHeart. All right? Um, a lot of phone lines. A lot of people want to be heard on Portland and the idea of incentivizing the hiring of felons. And by the way, I had no problem with Thomas calling in and even disagreeing with me, but you can't curse on the radio. He should know that. Let me go to the phone line say hello and welcome to Lance Line 2. Hi, Lance. What's going on? Hey, Joe, I got just a couple of uh, comments. If you take the box off of it, how do they know they're going to be felons? Is there a secret handshake they do under the table to get their $10,000 somewhere? It's a, it's, a, it's a great question. If you don't have the box asking the question, how do you know to ask for $10,000 in tax abatements? True. Okay, and then the other thing is, is there going to be a land rush of people doing background checks because... You know, employers, as an employer, I wouldn't want to have be hiring them. And, you know, I'd, I'd want to start advertising that, hey, I'm not hiring felons right away just to say I'm not participating. I mean, it just makes no sense to me that you'd want to run out and hire a felon and, and have that, you know, involvement if I'm in a service industry where they're interacting with people uh, doing air conditioning work or plumbing or anything like that. Well, it, it, it does make sense. As overtaxed as businesses are, $10,000 per head and a tax break every year, it's a lot of money. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to be the guy that sends somebody out there and, and sends a convicted sex offender to somebody's house one-on-one with somebody. I agree with you. I, I would I would have to say, though, and you know this to be true, that there are a lot of people in business that, are, that don't have the scruples you have. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy who's – I want to know – No, you're not going to be, but but you know damn well there will be companies that will take them up on this. Yeah, but if I'm calling a service company, I don't want to put my wife in that danger. Or my I agree with danger. you. Again, I mean, you're giving me your, your personal reaction, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. But I'm also here to say, between you and me, don't tell anybody, but between you and me, there are companies that will take advantage of this and don't care who shows up at your wife's house. And it doesn't make sense any way you, you, you look at it. it you know, there's no Lance, Lance, Lance you, you, and, you, 
You and I agree. You and I wholeheartedly agree, but you're, you, you're refusing to see beyond your own you know, uh, face. And, and, and I get that. You're looking from your own experience. But there are companies that will take them up on this. There will be ways to find out whether they've hired. You know, maybe, the, maybe they'll get, get uh, some sort of a, a conjunction with the local prison and say, hey, look, you hired a bunch of prisoners. I don't know. Whatever the answer is, somebody's going to take them up on this. And Portland remains a, a city that, that I think is great that has to do a better job in hiring their, and electing their mayor. Thanks, man. I get it. Lance and I can go back and forth for three hours, and he's still going to say, but I wouldn't want this, and I wouldn't do that. And I agree. Neither would I. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And again, if you live in Portland, there's a great question to ask. Very simple one. Very simple question to ask. Would you call on companies that you get wind or participate are participating in this program? Coming to your house. You know, doing doing business with them. And if the mayor is going to use tax dollars from the people of Portland to incentivize hiring felons, convicted felons who have done time, will he then put out a list of companies that are participating? He should. I'd like to know if somebody just got out of prison and is coming over to do my lawn or coming over to, to be a, a maid or, or, or the pool guy at the house. Without a doubt. Or deliver the pizza or whatever. I'd want to know. Is he going to make that information available? Or is he going to incentivize it, give benefits to those, a leg up, to those who are convicted felons, and then not tell the unknowing public? This guy's got to go. Hey, Portland, I don't know when your mayor's term is up, but he's got to go. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Mike is in Arizona. Mike, what's going on? Hi. Hello, Joe. Love the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. What's happening? Um, I believe that $10,000 is just the, the tip of the iceberg in the financial end of this. Uh, reason being, a $10,000 tax advantage is big. However, we all know they can hire someone who's a uh, returning citizen for quite a bit less than they can a skilled, clean, if you will, worker. Um, you're going to get, let's say you're offering somebody 35000 a year to drive a truck. I know I can get a returning citizen to do it for twenty five. I've now put twenty K in my pocket. That's gonna drive down the labor force within Portland. They're gonna destroy their own market. But he'll feel better when he goes to bed at night that he helped out these poor convicted felons. And <laughs> I agree. I have no problem helping out um, someone who's been convicted uh, of a of a crime, you've got a chance to start all over, that's fine. But to give them an unfair advantage as you've brought up is not right. And you make a great point. Listen, there are, no, I'm with you. There are businesses out there that maybe just maybe have a soft, uh, soft spot in their heart somewhere. They want to, want to help somebody out. Hey, you know, I I know what they've been through. It was a horrible time. They made a mistake. And absolutely the mayor can, can join with them and in conjunction with them in the prison, they can work together and, and hire convicted felons. God bless them. But on, why on earth do you ever give them a dime of an incentive to make another company think, well, it makes more sense to hire, to hire Joe over Mike. It doesn't. That's stupid. It's backward thinking. It it's, would, it's, it's liberal thinking. It wouldn't fly legally. That's discrimination. If it were challenged, it might not. But keep in mind, affirmative action was the, was the law of the land for a very, very long time in this country, and that was just very as true. unfair. Very true. All right, brother, listen, I, I appreciate you at Arizona. Thanks a lot for listening. I appreciate you calling in. 1-800-383-9624. Let me grab another one. Let me go to um, 
It's going to be Kyle in San Antonio. Kyle, what's happening? Hi. Hey, Pax. Doing great. Great topic. Look, um, I agree with you 100%. Portland uh, is in the wrong on offering incentive. I worked at a company before I came back to the great state of Texas, uh, back in New England, and the owners there made a, actually made a practice of hiring ex-cons because we had a shortage of welders there, and we had some of the best welders we could ever find that were uh, happened to be prisoners. And these guys were actually reformed, and they were great to work with. And cool. I, I'll tell you, it changed my attitude about them immensely. Um, the majority of them want a second chance at life. and I'm all for them working. Hey, yeah. man, I'm all for that. Absolutely, but it's not right for the government to offer them some kind of advantage or incentive to do that. It should be up to the owner of the company. And, yeah, like you said, the goodwill of the people and their heart, you know, where it is and where the skill is. And so, no, great topic. It's wrong for Portland to do what they're doing. It's too communist, too leftist. I got you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. You know, it, it really is that simple. This isn't the the mayor's money. See, this is what, when I talk about lower taxes, smaller government, less power and control. Lower taxes, smaller government, less power and control. Why do you say that, Pags? Don't you want to help your neighbor? Absolutely. Don't you want to help the hungry and the poor and the sick and those who made mistakes? Sure. We, we, uh, our lives are filled with times where we need redemption. I've needed it quite a few times in my life, although I'm not a convicted felon. Um, but the idea that the people of Portland have to give the city more money in taxes and have to give the state more money in taxes so that the mayor can use that money how he sees fit by giving tax breaks or abatements or or um, lower rates for companies that do what he says do. This is why I say when you give all of the money to a central government, whether it be city, county, state, federal, when you give them the money and allow them to dole it out and spend it how they want to, that's a major difference than you keeping more of your money and you helping out who you want to. Big difference there. That's what bothers me. 1-800-383-9624. Much more to come. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Welcome. It is the Joe Pag Show. 1-800-383-9624. Great radio stations across the land, including the America Now affiliates. Love being on there. Love being on there. I heard you talk about felons. Let me see what this says here. Mike says, I just heard you talk about felons getting an advantage. My question is, what if it's a white felon who gets a job over a qualified black candidate? What would happen and how would this program be looked at then? Thanks. You know, it's it's obviously a rhetorical question because the group that's there is asking the question, how are you going to help um, those black men that are being released from prison? Now, you can go watch the video. It's on my Facebook page. I'm not making that up. That's the question that's being asked. And then, the you know, the mayor wants to be patted on the back and have people smile at him, you know, uh, affirmatively. When he says, we're going to not have you check the box and we're going to, darn it, we're going to give a tax break to anybody who hires a convicted felon. Just dumb. It is. It's dumb. Oh, by the way, if you've got an ex, um, an ex-boyfriend, a girlfriend or whatever, 
and uh, you want to get even with them? If you think Portland acts stupid sometimes, and again, I'm talking about the government here, not necessarily the people. Um, San Francisco's right in that boat, too. I'll tell you what San Francisco, the San Francisco Zoo is offering. Just just dumb. I mean, somebody must want it because they keep on doing these stupid things. Let me go to the phone lines, though, on this felon's thing. I'll take a few more phone calls, see if there are some different ideas. Karina, if there are, you know, push those people closer to the top. If there are some other ideas other than you agree. Um, I would like to have talked to Thomas more, but Thomas couldn't control his potty mouth. Potty mouth. Just saying. Let me go to uh, Bob in Florida. Bob, how's it going? Joe, I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, Thanks, man. I'm, I disagree. I shouldn't be paid, but I'm a convicted felon, white-collar crime, okay? Yeah. And I can tell you, I did my time, did all the right things, did everything I needed to do. But when I go in for a job and put down I'm convicted, I never get a call back. And I'm not looking for handouts. I'm not looking, you know, nobody gets you a second chance once you're convicted. Well, what I said earlier, well, hold on. What I said earlier was I don't have a problem with you if you want to get rid of the box. If you don't, if you want to make it so that people don't ask anymore, I don't really right. care about that part of it. Although I think that, you know, I got to tell you, you know, Bob, if, if you were convicted of stealing, you know, uh, $5,000 from, from a pizza place and I run a pizza place, maybe I should know about right. that. I don't know, because the rate of recidivism, although maybe you'll never do it again, and, and, and that's great. The rate of recidivism right. is still there, and a lot of people do get out and just do it again. So giving well, me the information I don't think is horrible. But if you want to say, all right, no more box, fine. Don't give them a tax abatement. Give tax right, breaks to, to people that. that are hiring the, those that are getting unemployment. Give tax breaks to those that are hiring those who are just laid off. I mean, uh, give, a ta- give a tax break to those who are hiring uh, those who just get out of the military. But to say you're going to give you $10,000 if you hire somebody who just got out of the state pen, I'm confused. I agree with you. you. You shouldn't be any incentive. But I can tell you down here in Florida, you have to check that box, and you don't get past the front door. It's oh, I worked in Florida you. for a long time. I grew up in Florida. What part are you in? I'm in uh, Hollywood, Florida. I grew up in Palm Beach County. I, I worked in, in Broward, or I worked in Dade, or I guess, I guess they call it Miami-Dade now. Um, but, right. you know, I get it. And, and there always was that box. Have you been convicted of a felony in the last seven years? It was always right there. I get it. Right. Now, if they, want, if they want to make a move to get rid of that, I think it would be business beware. But if that makes somebody like you who swears you'll never do it again, uh, if it makes it easier for you to go and, and get a job, I got you. I want you to have gainful employment. That'll keep you on the straight and narrow. It'll keep anybody who's done something wrong on the straight and yeah. narrow. But don't yeah. ever take my tax dollars and give it to a company because they hired a convicted felon. I don't think I you agree. should have a better opportunity than I do, Bob. That's all I'm saying. I, I agree with you. And mine was not anything to do with money. Yeah. So, But, you know, I did get convicted. I did serve my two years in federal prison. And I can tell you, it, it hitting the pavement and trying to get a job, it's just... It, it well, how long have you been out? Life. How long have you been out? I, I've been out about two years already. Are you working or not working? Not working, no. So so you, you, you're not working. You haven't had a job at all since you've been out? I've had jobs, but the type of jobs that are out there that are offered to guys like me is on the phone doing sales. And, and you know, they're here today and gone tomorrow. You work two weeks and the place closes down. So so, uh, I mean, so, so, what, so what should be done? So your suggestion would be get rid of the box. I would say just get rid of the box so I can have an equal opportunity to have an interview. You know, and, I, and once I get an interview, I'm up front with the employer. I tell them everything that went on and what happened. To put all the cards on the table because I don't want to start a job. And then two weeks later, he said, well, we did a background check, and this is what we found out about you. 
So I go in there right. being honest, but I can't even get past the front door to get a guy to get an interview, and the only thing that's available for me is like $8 an hour jobs on the phone trying to sell people products they don't need. I want to wax philosophical for a second with you, and, and you, can get, you can get mad at me if you want. But okay. shouldn't you have a harder time than I do because yes. you did, in fact, I mean, you, you were found guilty of doing something? Because I wasn't yes. ever found guilty. So it should be harder than, for you, shouldn't it? It should be harder for me. I agree. I don't, I don't want any special favors. I just, yeah. you know, want an equal chance. Like I said, I just want the interview. You know, if I can. And, and you think if you, if, you get the, if you get the interview, you think that you'll, that you'll get the job? I get a, a shot at it, right? Because I'm upfront yeah. and honest about it. I'm not hiding anything, you know. So it, it's so it's an interesting it's 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 an interesting quandary because I do want you to go to work. I want you to get gainful employment. I want people when they get out of prison to have a, a shot of staying right. on the straight and narrow and doing better for themselves. Everybody makes mistakes. I get all that, but I never want you to get a job over me because I didn't do what you did. And so they, that, that's the, that's the that's the that's the catch twenty two for me. Yeah, I, I totally agree. No incentive, you know. Yeah. Whatever happened, happened. You know, I suffered the consequences, and it should, you know, it's, I shouldn't be easier to walk in to get a job than than you that has never committed a crime. I agree with you. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I wish you. You sound like a nice guy. I wish you the best of luck. I hope that it works out for you. I really do, Bob. It's to me, it's a confusing situation. It is. It's confusing because I'm not kidding when I say I want people to get a second chance. I'm not kidding. Now, if you're a repeat offender, you know, that's on you. Screw you. A second chance I'm down for. Third, fourth, tenth chance. I've talked about that when it comes to DWI and things like that. But I want you to get a second chance. And, and you know, there are work programs for people who are either in pr- prison. They can leave and go to work and go back to prison. Or they're, um, they're now out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be the lower rung jobs. But, I mean, the, the hard guy in me says, well, of course it's going to be a lower rung job because – you were an A-dub, and you went and did this thing, or you're convicted of it. Um, and then the, the soft, softer part of me says, you know, guys, you get a second chance. It wasn't a violent crime or whatever. So I don't know. You know, we say that people go to prison to do their time. Well, generally, when you go to prison, I didn't ask, ask this before I let him go, but generally, when you get out of prison, you're let out on parole. It's not because you served your entire time. Um, while you're on parole... Shouldn't you have to report that? Maybe after parole or probation is over. Maybe then you'll have to report it. I don't know. I think there's a better way to do this than we're doing right now. But certainly, the answer isn't what this dork in in Portland is doing. It's not. That's not the answer. 1-800-383-9624. Let me go to the phone lines here. Say hello and welcome to uh, John in El Paso. Hi, John. What's going on? Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know what? I'm a big conservative. But uh, around here, my, my only little argument is, I think uh, on a smaller scale, it's the same argument the liberals have against big companies and trying to give them tax incentives. And, oh, you can't do that and do that. And I think your argument kind of kind of like that on a smaller scale. But the, Tell me how. Yeah, well, that's because it's really not, they, they, their argument is that they're giving these big companies all this money, the taxpayers, no, 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 uh, these little companies, I know because I've seen all this, they're not giving them a tax money of yours, they're giving them an incentive, they're paying less of something else, you know, like uh, they, they, the, the companies, they might be getting less by hiring one of these guys, Yeah. Some, but they're not giving them a flat-out check, here's 2000 
I, I got it. It's just, it's just like giving them a check. It's the same exact thing. But I got to tell you this. Here's why I think it's different. When I, when I worked in Lansing, Michigan, they had a couple of car plants that came in. They were making the Oldsmobile Alero. They were making the Chevrolet Monte Carlo. They were making some cars there in, in the city. And the reason why they were able to get General Motors to build those new plants and then hire thousands of people was because they were given tax abatements. You give, it, you give a corporation or a company a tax abatement to build a company or corporation or an outlet in your city because then the people in your city are more gainfully employed and then your city prospers. That's way different than saying, hey, somebody's convicted of a felony. Now let's give an incentive to hire that person. That's very, very different. That doesn't help the community as a whole. What that does is it incentivizes a company to say, forget the good people who are on unemployment. Forget the good people who got laid off. Forget the good people who got fired. Let's hire somebody who's a convicted felon because at the end of the year, I save a lot of money in my taxes. Right. Two bosses and two workers, they only one term. I tell them, hey, man, if you put me on there, you go to the next, and I go to it, you know. I think ultimately the big, big companies, will, you know, on their $2,000 that they might save on that, they're going to eventually hire the best man for the thing like that. Well, well, John, I hear I, I hear you, but I think somebody's background is important. Let, let me ask you one question before I let you go. Yeah. Are you on a cell phone? No, no, it's a pay phone. I'm here at this halfway house. Okay, uh, tell the halfway house I said that payphone is the worst POS I've ever heard in my life. I can barely even hear you. It's a horrible payphone. My God. Well, John, listen, God, God bless you. I hope that you get to get out and that you get to prosper, and, and I love that you listen to the program. I, I'm, I'm huge on, in prisons. you got to be kidding. John, thank you. Polo, I am huge with the prisoner population. I'm not even going to go there. Wait, what? Um, what? What's I mean, the first you're a gay man's dream. Well, and now, duh. And now Hello? you're huge in prison. Listen, if nothing else, I, I'm a truth teller. <sighs> One eight hundred one eight hundred three eight three eight. KFC, by the way, has has a new sandwich, and I and I I hope that it comes to my town. And, and I love that people are complaining about it because they're idiots. I love this sandwich. I'll talk about that when we get back, and much more on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Motown Monday, the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you here. Lots of stories I'm probably not going to get to. Well, I'll get to them anyway. Just give you a couple of uh, quick hits here. Uh, I'll take another call or two as well. I've got to give you the San Francisco story, which is nuts. I mean, there's a different mentality that I don't think I'll ever be able to really grasp fully because I'm I'm more of a, a normal human being. And there's something abnormal about the San, San Francisco Zoo that wants to do this thing for Valentine's Day. We'll talk about it. Also, what kind of phone do you have? I've got the iPhone 6 Plus at this point, but I used the Galaxy Note 3 for a long time, which I really did like a lot. Uh, Polo, you're still a Galaxy guy, right? For now, yes. You haven't pulled the trigger yet? No, I'm still trying to decide between that, the iPhone, or maybe the Nexus 6, but um, still not sure yet. All right. Um, Karina has a, an, an iPhone. Carrie has a, um, a Galaxy. I think a Galaxy 5. What does it say about you? 
I'll have that for you too. Uh, let me let me grab one more call on this. Maybe more than one. We'll see what kind of time we have left. Sarah is uh, on line five. Hi, Sarah. What's going on? Hey, Joe. Hey. Um, I have a comment about the um, the felon thing. It is such so... a coincidence that I'm talking about that, <laughs> and you called in on that topic. That's weird. You. <laughs> go, go ahead. You were saying that you really think that there would be a lot of employers who would take up this $10,000 offer. But I'm I'm looking at a different side of the coin, being an employer myself, a business owner, and my husband also is a business owner. And I don't think that these people would be thinking it through all the way. If you sent if you hired a felon and then through somehow your your person your person What the heck is going on in the background? What is sorry, wait, wait, what is that in the background? What the heck is that? That was my husband's phone. How crazy. dare he? Go ahead. <laughs> If your if your employee um, while under your employee went to a customer somehow committed a crime against them in this litigious society that we are now in, you're you're as the employer the very first guy in line for a liability lawsuit because you exposed your customers to this felon. Well, I would agree with you, and if if I were if I were a business owner. Um, I would not take the mayor up on this. I think in a city like Portland, where there's a very liberal you know, side of town, which is much of the town, um, mm-hmm. I think there are employers that would take them up. But, but even if only one or two employers took them up on it, the idea, even if no employers took them up on it, Sarah, the idea that a company or that a mayor or a city or a state would even offer that kind of incentive makes me crazy. Even if yeah, nobody takes them up on it. The, the fact that he's got that idea in his head and he thinks it's a good one drives me nuts. Yeah, he should be fired. But I really thought that guy was smart that said, how the heck are they going to know that to give them the $10,000 if they couldn't ask him if they were a felon? That's I a great point. That I, I, I wonder how they're going to put that into action. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And you know what? And listen, when you call my show, if your wife is calling the show, turn your damn phone off, hubby, okay? Let me just tell you that. Uh, no, I, I think you're right. I think there has to be some mechanism by which you find out if you've, if you've hired uh, convicted felons or else you don't get your money. That'd be kind of crazy, wouldn't it? All right, let, let me give you this zoo quick hit. We'll do the other stories tomorrow. Out of uh, San Francisco from the Associated Press. Feeling the sting of rejection? Itching to get even with an X? The San Francisco Zoo is offering the burned and spurned masses the chance to adopt a hissing cockroach or giant scorpion in honor of their special X someone for Valentine's Day. This is how stupid some people can be. The zoo is highlighting two of its less desirable inhabitants through the Adopt an Animal program that's usually used to raise money for the care of more cuddly or attractive creatures, such as penguins, lions, and pandas. It's, it's a Valentine's special comparing the creepy characteristics of Madagascar hissing cockroaches and the giant hairy scorpions native to the southwest U.S. to the ways of heartbreaking mammals with two legs. Come on, man. Come on. Quote, these invertebrates are aggressive, active, and alarmingly nocturnal. Much like your low-life X, they're usually found in and around low-elevation valleys where they dig elaborate burrows or caves, the zoo says in its promotion page for the desert scorpion. Also, just like you-know-who, when a suitable victim wanders by, the scorpion grabs the doomed creature with its pinchers and stings the prey. Charming. It starts at $50 and goes up from there. Seriously? 
San Francisco's beautiful. But that's why, you know, that's why many of us who are who are right thinking would never even consider living there. Oh, that Nancy Pelosi. Pop culture. But Dirty Pop. Yo, I Apollo, make it happen, dude. Are you familiar with Sam Smith? Yes. Okay, well, he had a pretty big hit last year with a song called Stay With Me. Huge. A lot of people were kind of noticing that it kind of sounded a lot like Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. Okay. And so did Tom Petty. It does. It does. So, so did Tom Petty's attorneys. Really? Yeah, so they so they, they contacted them, and then I guess um, Sam Smith kind of sat down and I guess kind of listened to it and noticed that it did as well. So they have since then, or actually this happened back in October, um, that they, they've reached a settlement and they included 12.5% writing credit to both Petty and Jeff Lynn, who was another guy who was in ELO, and I guess he was partially t- um, credited with that song as well. Did, did Sam Smith write this song? Yes. Wow. No, it does sound, I mean, I, now that you say it, it definitely sounds like it. Right, and, and Sam Smith, you know, his people are saying that they, it was it was unintentional, yeah. but uh, they could see the resemblance, so they just went, and I was like, that's probably the best way to do it. Oh, absolutely, because yeah. if he loses that lawsuit, he might have lost all the profits. All right, we got to get out of here. For Polo, for Karina, I'm Joe Pagel for David Two. Pags back tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pags Show. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.